number 10. We are into the double digits of the Full of Chit Chat podcast. And to uh, recognize the specialness of that fact, I have broken out of the narrow molds that I have heretofore set for myself, sort of um, uh, unofficially uh, alternating between uh, someone sort of explicitly from the world of politics one week and then a comedian the following week. Uh, this week, in order to celebrate the milestone of 10, I have uh, reached out to one of my favorite non-comedian, although that is not to say non-hilarious, but non-professional uh, comedian uh, artists um, uh, to join me for a uh, big episode number 10. It is uh, the one they call the new queen of Canadian soul. She is Dawn Pemberton. Dawn, thank you very much for joining me. The pleasure is all mine. You have swallowed the almonds? <laughs> yes. My body we were, is fueled. Yes. Seven almonds that I've just eaten. Yes. So off mic, we were discussing, and it was not clear whether the number was seven or the number was eight, but the um, very, uh, we, we, I think we both agreed, very monastic and austere, mm -hmm. um, uh, apparently, and I don't know if this is mythic, but about Barack Obama, that if he had to write an important speech, that he would sit down to write it by himself and he would have a bowl of seven. My read was seven almonds. Um, I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did minor in presidential nut history. Um, and so. <laughs> Come I again? Do, yeah. <laughs> what now? <laughs> well, it was a very uh, booming uh, industry during the Clinton years. Yes. Um, and <laughs> yeah, busted. Uh, but um, I, I, the uh, there is something about that uh, that feels to me one of the most Obama-ish of Obama facts. Um, that the uh, the almond <laughs> fact thing, like it just like of course, of course, that's what you look like if one of your rituals is that you have to have seven almonds. Yeah, Why couldn't I have been like... born with those kind of needs? I know. He's like, oh, 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 Michelle, uh, I need seven almonds. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, that's the indulgence. Uh, mm -hmm. The indulgence yeah. of seven almonds. I, um, people who've, I, I have been on it, um, on, on, a, on the kind of diet where you have to count almonds. I think we were allowed more than seven, but I, I, don't, I think it was about eight. And um, it, whatever you are picturing for seven almonds, it's, it's less than you think. Uh, yeah. Seven almonds is not a lot of almonds. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, it's like a slap in the face, really. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the, um, anyway, the alternation between the seven almond president and the golden toilet president is, is, is really, it is as vertiginous of all the distinctions between those two fellas, of which there were many, um, that is one oh, of so the more many. striking. Uh, Very striking. I we we were starting. Um, we made it sound like uh, you know the, the the big drama at the beginning of this recording was uh, your uh, almond chewing schedule. When really it was me uh, <laughs> plugging in the microphone and getting started late because we are in that magical time of the Vancouver year where you go outside wearing something that would have been way too cold uh, four days ago and is now you come back like sweating like you're testifying before a congressional committee um, uh, like the, the heat the, the, I came I came back from like a, a, a half hour dog walk uh, and I looked like I had gone into a steam room fully clothed <laughs> and I so I had That's to have a shower does. yeah <laughs> and um, so uh, you were very, you were very kind and you were very um, uh, accommodating of my, uh, you just quietly ate your almonds while, while I uh, did all the plugging and, and stuff like that. But it was very nice um, to see you. I, when I record these, I, uh, we have the video on at the beginning of the Zoom to take a little picture. And uh, we, have the, we have the video off now. We're just on audio, but it's very, it was really nice to see you. How have you been? Yeah, it's great to see you. It's always great to see you. Um, I have been pretty good riding the Rona roller coaster. Yeah. Um, of hot emotions. Mm. Um, <laughs> questioning 
you know, in all seriousness, like what is the point of everything? <laughs> what is my motivation? Why is this important? Why, why should this matter? Why, why put on pants? Why, <laughs> why pick up that thing that's on the floor? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you, yes, you, know, you, you, you yeah. put it, you said, because you had to leave the house. So you said uh, that you were going to get dressed. And I, I did, I did something, I want to say a month ago. It was like a, <laughs> it was a show, like, yeah. uh, and, and it was like a Zoom show. And it was the first time I had worn a belt in a year. Yeah, belts keep you honest. And yeah, man. Sometimes you aren't ready for the honesty. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> when you wear true. hard pants, <laughs> hard I have pants. hardly worn hard pants this year. And I've put on a hard pants a few times. And I'm like, um, why you got to do me like that, hard pants? Hard pants is a phrase that will stay with me for the rest <laughs> of my life. Because yeah. I have been it's hanging with some very accommodating pants over the <laughs> last few months. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hard pants. Hard that pants, might be a, keep you honest. Oh, holy moly. That is, uh, that's almost and quite possibly uh, over the door worthy. Like a little, <laughs> like, whittled wooden sign. Hard pants, keep you honest. I feel like... That's uh, that's some uh, grandpa on deathbed uh, level wisdom, um, right? I, I feel like this this year <laughs> has been the hard pant and 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 metaphorically all up and down the body. Like I've been wearing Crocs all year. I've <laughs> been wearing a mask all year, so mm -hmm. I have not had to shave. I, my my uh, haircut right now is as I as I said is 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 uh, to you off mic. Yeah, Yul Brenner is the is quite literally the nicest possible way to. I mean, I was literally <laughs> about to say, Make a Wish Foundation Nazi. So Yul Brenner is is a very generous assessment. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it is but soft pants like the 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 face mask is the soft pants of the face. Yeah. I mean, you don't uh, uh, presumably have much of a goatee issue to uh, tend to. So, like, it's not quite that level of... Um, uh, You'd never lower... know because I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I wanted to say this because I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, as I was getting, thinking, thinking about our conversation and what we could maybe talk about. Because I, um, and I don't, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable with this, and I, I hope it doesn't. But... I uh, I'd like you to share your uh, bank account. No, I um I. <laughs> it's one seven six three 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 dash. No more, no more. I I it's I, not. I, uh, it literally uh, a very safe number of people would hear it on this show. Um, <laughs> I uh you so I would say this year, right? There are the relationships that are like. There are the people who are, were so close to you before the uh, pandemic and remain very close and you just mm -hmm. you do what you can to stay in constant like electronic uh, contact with them or you see them for walks or you see, you know, you, you safely keep them in your life as, mu as much as possible. And then there are the people who, you know, mean a lot to you and you love them and, but you've also, you just kind of, it's hard, it's hard for you, it's hard for them. And there's this the kind of understanding of like, We'll check in a couple times over the course of this thing. And, but for the most part, I'm going to kind of see you on the other side of this. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then there's this third category, um, a small category, but you are in it for me, of people who I have actually gotten much closer to over the course mm. of the pandemic. Like, yeah. I knew you before the pandemic, but I feel like, uh, I like I, I wouldn't have had like an, a sort of running text conversation with you or, or uh, like the sort of contact that we've had over the course of the last 12 months or so um, before I feel and, and I feel, you know there's there are a couple of people who are in my life in that way but you're mm. definitely one of them yeah I feel like that is one of the jewels of the pandemic you know just getting to know each other better and to laugh and be ridiculous 
and to you know keep each other in mind i think it's nice i look i i always love it when a little charles demare uh text message pops up it's like oh what's it gonna say oh you're, you're very kind whereas uh right before we started taping my wife um uh, responded to a message I had sent her with uh, the, just saying again, uh, it's eerie how much your memoji looks like uh, you and then said, what does that say about you? Uh, she said, <laughs> addressing me as though I needed yeah. to answer for it um, uh, of why I looked so much like my memoji. Um, like I'm good at capturing my likeness in <laughs> digital form. Yeah. How about just, kudos for putting it together? Like, come on, it took a long time. I just think it means that I answered <laughs> honestly. I think a lot of people, you know, when you get an aspirational emoji from someone. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, those bitmojis, those bitmojis, <laughs> people are a little bit too aspirational with those bitmojis. <laughs> yeah, like, I have seen now. some sexy ass bitmojis. Yeah, I'm like, um, you don't yeah. look like that. No. Um, if you did, we'd be talking a lot more. And uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, but, but yeah, and I, I just, we, we got to, we got to work on that show in the summer. We did um, uh, that one off uh, sort of uh, live stream experiment. But now yeah. you are, um, uh, you're a musician. Uh, you, you write music, you, you perform music. Um, what has, what has this, pandemic time looked like for musicians in general mm. or or for you specifically um well for you know wow okay so when the pandemic when we first were experiencing you know the the whole shebang and everything was you know locking down and mm -hmm. um there was like two two camps of musicians and the first camp was like holy crap, what are we going to do? All of a sudden, they were like, they pivoted immediately. Everything was online. They're like, I'm streaming. I'm giving lessons. Right. I'm doing shows. Like, yeah. And it was just like, whoa, like super overwhelming because um, it felt like it was, you know, a, a bit of a like knee-jerk reaction. And then everyone was doing it and everyone was marketing themselves. Like it was just like, I'm just going to close my computer for a little bit. Yes. And then... Um, and then there was a second kind of group who were like the lost bereft children. And I kind of <laughs> fell into that group. Like, you know, and like, really, I remember seeing a friend, he's, you know, a great producer and he was at a studio and like, you know, I saw him and he just, I was like, Hey buddy, like, how you doing? He just had a baby. Like he oh, just had a baby. Yeah. You know, him and his wife and, he, and they had, you know they have another young child and he's like uh, he's like i'm just not not i'm not doing great you know and i was like and i was like i'm really worried about him and then i you know i left i was leaving the building and he had uber eats like a huge mcdonald's order just for himself and i was like oh shit and then he saw me come out and he was like don't touch me i'm like you do you like you do you you get your eat on and yeah but i did i did like you know have to be like hey man just checking in you, you seemed really down you know how are you and um it was tough and definitely i i felt like i didn't want to i didn't feel the rush to like start marketing myself to do mm -hmm. online shows or like i did not want to do any of that i felt like this deep desire to be really quiet um and just take a break and see it as a bit of a sacred pause yes. and not to worry you know i was like i i'm not gonna worry about it um i just know that things are will unfold as they need to and um and there'll be you know there'll be a time when i feel like making music again like i just i just felt like Now's the time just to be quiet and listen. And you rest. said that so beautifully that about a sacred pause because I, I feel like so much of what I was fighting in those first months of, of, of really because I'm, I'm, I'm just a hundred percent with you of like I so resisted that 
like you said, that pivot, that, that, that thing of like, mm-hmm. okay, things have changed. This is the new normal. So this is how we're going to do it. This, this is what being a comedian is now. This is what being an artist is now. Um, this is what society yeah. looks like now. It felt like, if, it almost felt like that was like um, conceding to COVID. Like that was like saying, okay, this is our new reality. As opposed to saying, this is, however long it is, um, an aberrant, uh, like outlier scenario. Like this is yeah. a horrible thing that, w- however horrible, is, is only gonna last for a little while. And we've been more and more in our society been encouraged to think of this as like, no, this is something that's gonna change things forever. And this is something that's gonna, and I actually just read a, a really great piece on the Atlantic website today by, um, I think it's Zeynep, Tufeki, I, I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how to pronounce her name exactly, but um, it's just a, a, like really, I mean, she, she covers the, I mean, the way we've talked about the, the pandemic for the entirety of its you know, course thus far, but she ends in this place of saying like that we really do need to start encouraging ourselves as individuals and as societies to start allowing ourselves to hope and think about life after this and and life um you know normal life which i mean i want to be clear like i don't mean returning to the uh like racial and economic and all the all the all the all the the bad normal that got us to the the to where we were in in so many ways and and which it would be so great for us to to shed and move beyond and and that we've done so much over the last year to kind of examine but 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 normal in the sense of hugging mom and dad or like getting a hold of friends baby and like that kind of stuff it's really Mm -hmm. important and I mean I and in concerts and performances I mean that kind of thing um so I I mean that that idea of of a sacred pause is uh I feel like is such a beautiful way of putting it Thank you. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's the way that made the most sense to me. Uh, and, um, it just seemed more and more like that's what we were being asked to do. Like just to take a moment and look at where we are Mm -hmm. and to, to assess and to kind of be like, okay, well, we've been doing these things and this is how we ended up maybe, you know, personally I can change some things in my life or, you know, collectively as a species, uh, you know, and the idea, the thing that's really crazy, you know, living in this capitalist society is that the idea of Sabbath is like, it doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. you know, ever since the like industrial revolution how dare you get back yeah to, you know your machine child um and i think we need to invite moments of rest and and rejuvenation and <laughs> yeah. my english teacher she say relaxation and we're like what <laughs> she's like relaxation do you mean relaxation um <laughs> it's true that that hard sound is not very relaxing she's, no i'm she, like her Ow. inclination is right to want to go just like you know this is that's it's yeah. not a hard pants word it's not a hard pants word no it's not a hard pants word um and so i think you know one thing that i've been really trying to do this over this year and like because before this i you know, on paper was having like the best like year of my career Mm -hmm. and was just like really doing well. And I had basically like six months of chock-a-block work that I was thankful for, but I was also really scared because I was like, this might kill me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is intense. Will I survive? I don't know. Um, and, And then it was like this invitation to to rest. And so I think, you know, more and more uh, in just my life, I was trying to give myself like more buffers and more, you know, I'm the kind of person that I like, I need 
just moments to like by myself just to you know rejuvenate regroup and um and I was trying to invite that more and like have you know like take you know a Wednesday morning and be like this is my morning to like go slow just do what I want mm -hmm. um and so I, I feel like we were all forced to do that um in some ways um and and be different and I think what is hard is there were you know has been tricky for for folks is that um so many places have been like haven't haven't acknowledged haven't caught on like in terms of workplaces and um you know especially when i think of all the parents who yeah and the caregivers who are like working from home you know some of their children you know were at home and i have so many friends who are just exhausted and it's like they have no pause they have no sabbath and it's like we need to recognize that i think um having those pockets and those moments of reflection and just like you know to to listen to yourself um you can get a lot of information and i think you know information about how you feel about the world how you feel about yourself how you feel in relation to other people and i think we were in we get ourselves into trouble when we deny ourselves those moments i think the 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 concept of sabbath in particular is such an is is such a compelling way of framing it and talking about it because the the other thing that cuz it's not just it's not just leisure right because leisure yeah. implies someone else's labor it, right and like cuz my leisure is somebody else um, bringing bringing the drink on the tray, right? Like it, so to yeah. speak, or 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 making the brunch, or or whatever it is, right? And yeah. and mm -hmm. so there has been this. I mean, I think that's what we're we're a lot of people are sort of um, uh, you know waking up to you know pretty late in the game um, uh, th this year has has been that while so many of us have been forced into this hiatus of life um, where we're you know ordering food to the house or, or whatever. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to um, undersell how tough that isolation has been, because I think there is a, um, mm. in some sort of like left writing that I've been reading, there is really a, um, like, I think you can acknowledge that frontline workers and, and, and warehouse workers and, you know, the, the, the people who have been made just way more vulnerable and are, are, are dying in, in way huger numbers and, and getting infected in huger numbers. Like they're obviously bearing the brunt of this pandemic in, in a way that is completely asymmetrical and, and unjust. And I think you can acknowledge that mm -hmm. with, without um, pretending that the mental toll um, that is being taken on people who've been forced into isolation um, is just some sort of luxury. Because because then you get mm -hmm. back into the whole kind of, hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, mental health is all bullshit sort of thing. And, and <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a real huge step backwards, right? So, um, but, but there is that, that thing of like, that Sabbath is a rest for everyone. And, um, you know, that it, that it, that it it's, it's also a, a, a way of stopping yourself from indulging in all the things that, that, you want and think you need as well yes. like yeah. um and and so it's so it's it's a it's a refrain from work but it's also a refrain from certain kinds of consumptive pleasure yes totally and i i feel like that part like that's the part that gets lost in so many kind of secular progressive analyses of um of rest time and leisure time and that fight for for free time. It's just that push into the 24 hour Amazon economy of, you yeah. know, you do, you mm -hmm. order, order what you need at two in the morning and somebody somewhere is going to do the work to get it to you. Oops. Yeah, I just hit but... my printer. How dare you? I know <laughs> it made quite a cartoonish <laughs> sound. That's why I felt I had to acknowledge it. I, um, uh, my, my smart printer that like I, I bought at London drugs. It was, it was like 25 bucks. And th this is, this is what an easy mark I am. Like, like con men see me coming from, from 10 miles away. It's like, you know, 30 bucks for a printer. Of course I'm going to buy the, but it's one of those smart 
uh, printers. And so they just keep sending you the ink every month. Oh. And it's like, I might as well be in the Columbia, you know, record publishing, record publishing. Yeah. Like, uh, Pay you it's, 99 it's, cents. It's essentially, yeah, I got, I got six, six cassettes for 99 cents. And then the next one is uh, 4295. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, like um, uh, I t- t- what, so one of the things that interests me from a musician's point of view is mm-hmm. part of what you do is very much like stand up in the sense that it's live and you have to be in front of people to do it. Uh, but then there's also this, the studio side um, uh, where you'd be recording something or where you'd be composing something on your own or whatever. Like, can you talk to like, what's, what is the difference what, what's the part of your artwork that you can't do right now? Like, what's the part that you um, can't experience and, and are looking forward to? Or, or, or like, conversely, what's the part that you get to really dig down or, or drill down into um, hmm. at this time? Yeah, well, I think as, you know, an artist being by themselves, um, for myself and, and people that I've spoken to, it's like a really... Um, great time to dig into your technique and um, to the why of why you do what you do um, Mm. to explore and have new ways of thinking and like kind of fill up your cup a little bit. I think everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone's just practicing, you know, a lot and, and deconstructing and building again. And, uh, which is really cool because there's so many times you're like, oh man, I wish I had time to practice that or yeah. I wish I could, you know, work on that. And, you know, working on your technique is so important to your um, to your artistry and your expression, you know? Like, if you Absolutely. can only say things like three ways, after a while, you're just, you know, it's, you're going to get tired of it. Um, and you're not going to be as potent, but if you can like, you know, sharpen your, or whatever, your knife, your ax, your, you know, brighten your hues, whatever, you know what I mean? Like you, you just have, it gets way more interesting. There are way more, you know, there's so many different combinations of things that you can do. Um, It reinvigorates your own artistic practice, which is great. Um, You know, and, and I, I do miss, playing with people like I miss um my my band family you know I miss the camaraderie of like rehearsing and like laughing and joking around yeah you know playing music together um having a a goal that you're you're working towards you know if whether it's a show and you're like yeah this is we've got like you know three sets together this is gonna be so much fun you know I miss um directing my women's choir like in real life you know we're meeting on zoom but mm. I you know I can't hear them like I'm just you know and they're singing their hearts out and we've got tracks going and um and god bless them for like they keep showing up it's like you're still here thank you uh you know so I miss that I, and I just I long for being able to make heartfelt music with people in the same space oh my god I I just I mean, that's the, um, I think the, um, uh, what, what, the, 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 the St. Saint John the Evangelist, the, the monks, the um, Anglican monks in, in Massachusetts um, mm-hmm. put out a thing in, the, I think in the summertime, but about um, the sacrament of our longing and, and just that, uh, this idea of that, that right now, all we can do is kind of long for each other and that, but, but, but just to see the, the beauty in that longing and and um mm-hmm. uh you know i i i'm coming up on um you know so so we're recording this on march 1st um march 11th is um the the 30th anniversary of of my um the night my mother died and mm. that when you have um one of the most important relationships in in your life like that is structured around that kind of just aching uh, longing for that person, mm-hmm. and and that um, where where the 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 pain without without wanting to like fetishize it or or um, you know ma- make it into any kind of an idol, 
it, mm-hmm. it, is, it, it is a tribute to the, the, the power of that love, right? Like that, oh, of course, yeah. That it speaks to that. And I think, you know, the fact that those people are, you know, those choir members, they still want to show up. They still, that, 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 that even in, in these totally imperfect, and I mean, imperfect is putting it so mildly, but like just through Zoom meetings and Zoom birthday parties and whatever, that people mm-hmm. still just want so desperately to be with each other and be around with each other is, is it's such a tribute to, to the, the, the profound love we feel for each other too. I mean, mm-hmm. and just, just wanting so much to, um, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, once this is all done that, you know, the, the next time we, we sort of take each other for granted, uh, it'll just be like, Hey, Hey, remember that time when, uh, getting together with each other was literally killing people and you wouldn't yeah. stop getting together. Like, why don't you come over for dinner? Um, I, I just, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, that, it's one of those, it's, it's that, I guess that potent mix where all the bad stuff and all the good stuff is like all in one big crinkled ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I love that idea of, you know, I think the things that we, we we feel grief around or that we long for are things that we know uh that are important to us right it's like it helps us to to discern what what matters in our lives Mm -hmm. and it's important to listen to those things you know one thing that i i know like you know deep in my soul is that um people just want to be listened to and they want to be um respected and they want to be seen and it's like the best thing you can do as a human being is to offer someone that kind of grace you know Mm -hmm. and um and to be like a witness to whatever they're doing and you know that it's still possible to do that so um all is not lost and um and I think it's it's really powerful. And I think that's why, you know, for example, people in my choir keep showing up because, um, you know, I really, really want to make sure that, like, they understand it's important that they, that they're there. Like, it's not the same community when they're not there. You know, and I make sure every week I'm like, you know, like saying everyone's names, like, hey, you know, Kat, you know. Yeah. Claire, Jana, you know, I'm just like, hi, you're here. I see you. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Josephine does, uh, uh, she, she does her, her, um, Chinese class on Saturday mornings and like, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same for her. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's boring in a way that it's not boring when it's <laughs> yeah. it live. She's, she complains about having to go in a way that she's never complained about having to go um, before, um, you know, when, when we were going to the classes, but the, just, just that, that feeling of, of just like, no, we're going to, we're going to kind of keep this uh, like, hold, like holding on to one of those uh, ropes. Um, when you, uh, I said, like, I was about to say, when you're going up a mountain with people, I don't know what fucking mountain I'm talking about. Like what, but people who go up mountains <laughs> you with know, people. Kilimanjaro. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, that is my favorite part of, um, uh, the Toto song, uh, when they just start (laughs) naming the, the, the various, uh, uh, geographical points they, they know (laughs) from, from the uh, African continent. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, but, uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, it, it just feels like uh, yeah, and 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 as and as we're kind of coming into um, you know coming into spring again and coming into um, you know actually kind of inhabiting sort of the good news of of the vaccines after that after the you know false mm-hmm. start, it it just kind of feels like that that idea of bringing people together whether to sing or bringing people together to hear music or or to dance to music or like oh you know all of that. Um, that feeling, I feel like music has that same quality to it that, that comedy does of, um, you know, pe- people, uh, people sweat when they, 
uh, do it or when they experience yeah. it. Like it's, like it's not, um, uh, you know, I mean, I sweat when I'm at the art gallery, but not everybody <laughs> does. Um, uh, you know, the, but there's, there's something like really actually um, just vividly uh, alive about it um, in a way that, uh, um, I mean, a big part of the point is, is the way, you know, bodies in a room kind of reverberate off each other. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting. It's like when you're doing, you know, music or comedy, I feel like, you know, or anything that's kind of like a bit spontaneous, your brain is working so hard. You're like, you're spinning all these plates and you're like, okay, I'm like checking in with my own self, checking in with the audience. I'm checking with like the people I'm collaborating with, my band. I'm, you know, I'm I'm clocking what's happening in the room. There's like, you know, wait staff walking around, mm -hmm. and it's like anything, any one of those elements could like then inspire you to say something really hilarious, mm -hmm. or can inspire you to play or sing something in a way that will move people. And I think, I think there's like a, you know, believe it or not, there's a there's a bit of um, a type of like intelligent or like how do i how do i put it like uh intelligent athleticism that um is yeah. required you know when you're doing those things and like of course you're gonna get sweaty you know yeah yeah it's like and it's like there's adrenaline you're excited it's you know it's all the good stuff of of being alive and feeling human is there is there anyone's music that has been in particular getting you through um, over over the past months or or anybody who you keep going back to or any um, mm. or, or any particular wells? Yeah, um, who have I been listening to? Um, the the soundtrack from If Beale Street Could Talk. Oh wow! Okay. Is it's all instrumental and. For me, like, I listen to a lot of talk radio because once I hear music, my brain's like, mm, that's the four chord, and then it goes to the three chord. And then yeah, like, it's I start, like, amazing to hear. <laughs> because it, it, it is really hard. It's the same. Yeah, once that's the price you pay, isn't it? To, yeah. to practice an art form is you <laughs> kind of step out of it and, and, and only, like, a real master can make you feel like an audience member again. Yes, it's find. true. Yeah, if I'm like in a, you know, when we could go to restaurants and I'd always have like one ear, you know, is just always like, like a little radio antenna that's always listening yeah. and analyzing music while I'm like having a conversation. It's just like, oh my God. So sometimes I have to listen to talk radio or listen to um, music without lyrics, you know, so mm -hmm. that I can just be immersed in whatever else I'm doing. Um, So yeah, that album is really great. Uh, The um, new Michael... Kino oh I can never say his last name. Kinawuka. Um, that's horrible. I, I you're you I can hear from the timber of your voice that you're reaching a hand out to me and I, I and I've <laughs> yeah, only like, got I've only got stumps. Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, it is um, it is Kiwanuka. Okay. Okay. Thank God. Okay, his new album's great. It's really good. Um uh Jason Odara is like whew. He's amazing. Um Oh, the Hamiltons have this like beautiful album um, that kind of like I don't know how to describe it. It's like an ode to um, some of the you know really important civil rights leaders, and they have this song called um, Nat Turner, and I oh. listen to that song so much, like just so much. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, I'll listen to everything. Yeah. Um, listen to a lot of, like, New Orleans music musicians and old and new, you know, Dr. John and the Meters and um, John Boutte and John Cleary. Just guys named John. Just John. Um, <laughs> you got all your Johns. All your, <laughs> yeah. All your Johns in. I, I um, we uh, first met in person at a screening of, um, the documentary about uh, Jack O'Dell, um, mm -hmm. which I uh, I'm blanking on. It was, was it the trouble with Mr. O'Dell or the case of Mr. O'Dell? What was the name of the movie? I forget oh how goodness. it was phrased, um, which I should know. Um, 
Um, but uh, I mean, for 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 anyone listening um, uh, who who doesn't know Jack O'Dell, I mean, one of one of the um, and and you know one of the sort of heartbreaking things uh, for me uh, at the you know at the compounding the beginning of of COVID was that one of the one of the very first things in my life that was canceled because of of the pandemic mm-hmm. was was Jack's funeral. Um, yes, I was supposed to sing at it. Oh, really? Oh. I was asked to, but it was like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it, and it, and it just like, and and it's one of those these things that feels like you know the way that history is has just like conspired to keep um, Jack's story obscured, um, you know, in a way that's yeah. just so out of proportion to um, the importance of of his role, but. Um, you know, Jack was this incredible figure of the um, first of the of the labor movement uh, in the 40s mm-hmm. and, and, and then uh, the civil rights movement in the in the 60s. And um, he's he's part of um, he, one, one of the figures of what of what a lot of um, historians of, of the American mid 20th century now called the long civil rights movement um, and and. Mm. Uh, you know, looking at the actually the connections between the the um, uh, you know uh, labor struggles of the of the forties um, and, and the, civil, and the rights civil rights movement and mm-hmm. um, I mean Jack Jack's role in my life is kind of uh, <laughs> un overstatable because I I, I met um, uh, Kara uh, my wife at um, uh, a a conference that we put on in 2005 to uh, celebrate uh, Jack's life uh, here in Vancouver cool. and yeah so that's where I met Kara and so I've often you know we've told Josephine that you know if, if it weren't for Jack that you, you know she she wouldn't be around and and wow um, yeah you know we um, Josephine and I you know we went to visit Jack in in the hospital at the at the end mm. of his life and and um, you know we we. Uh, um uh but but you you provided the the music for um uh is it's rami is the director's yeah, rami name Katz, yeah and it's the issue of mr odell the issue of mr odell thank yeah. you yeah. um and uh you scored that film right i did i did i mean we we took songs of the civil rights movement and um yeah and you know kind of uh use them as as a soundtrack you know to help tell the story and accompany the story and the images and uh it was a real honor like you know rami just kind of emailed me cold as cold called is the yeah you know our ancestors used to say (laughs) um he emailed me and he was like hey I hear you're a singer and I have this project like here it is check it out he I think he had just finished his final edit and and I watched it and I was like holy cow like yeah this man is incredible and why don't we know about him like mm-hmm. his story is incredible and I feel so honored to to be a part of this because this is something um, that speaks to this man's legacy and who who he was as a person. Um, it was just like, whoa! I'm so glad that Rami was able to, you know, capture um, a a piece of Jack and you know a snapshot of his life's work. It's pretty, yeah, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um... Uh, toward towards the end, I mean, he he was Jack was ninety six, I think, when he died, and and um, yeah. he he was still fairly lucid, um, although he was um, uh, he was having some hallucinations at the at the end of his life, but the mm-hmm. people he was hallucinating, I mean, this is, I mean, maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is quite uh, personal, but he, he uh, but his partner Jane uh, explained to us that he was having these visions of people from the civil rights movement, these like major, you know, he would have a hallucination of like Andrew Young or like these people, mm. people who from like, so it was like the, 
the end of Return of the Jedi where you're seeing these like figures from like just these like mythic figures from the past like coming back yeah. at the end of this man's life and, and talking to him from from beyond the grave and I remember like I, you know I didn't know that that was happening yet but one of the last times that I saw Jack not in the hospital we we went to see him my friend Ian and I and Ian wrote a his master's thesis basically about Jack's uh, he, he was essentially um you know, in some ways, I guess, sort of Jack's secretary in a sense, like he, uh, mm -hmm. in an archival way, like he, he, he organized all of Jack's papers for many years. And, and, um, you know, Ian and I went to see him and, you know, Jack came down and like, you know, down from the apartment and, and, you know, smiled to, and, and said hi to Ian and he smiled and said hi to me and then turned and, and, and smiled to say hi to this third person who was not, you know, wow. physically manifest to me or, or Ian. And, and I, I would, you know, I, 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 I hesitate to guess what sort of, um, you know, giant he was uh, addressing. But I mean, this was a guy who, I mean, he mentored mm. Jesse Jackson. He was, uh, you know, um, he, he, he uh, I mean, worked really hand in glove with, with Martin Luther King. And, and um, mm. uh, you know, the fact that he was just, just, I mean, sitting in Vancouver for decades, I know, supporting I know. local, yeah. uh, you know, progressive, like, you know, still doing all those politics, he yeah. and, and, and Jane, like throwing them themselves into the life of, yeah. of this city. And, and, um, you know, he had been, uh, he had been involved with the, uh, the merchants, the merchant Marines um, in, mm -hmm. in the forties. Um, uh, and, um, you know, one of the early kind of anti-racist um you know anti-segregationist uh uh um unions and and you know we had the canadian equivalent in the canadian seamen's union um you know it just 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 such an incredible um person and i just feel like i i just i you know i loved that that you know that, that you worked on that and I, I and i loved that that that's the the place where i got to finally you know meet you in person i mean we, we had i think interacted online a little bit before that but um, yeah yeah it was a place where i got to meet you and i just love that that that's the place that you know i i know you from because he he was um jack just always such a, a magnet for wonderful people mm. and you just always were meeting great people in his orbit right yeah yeah definitely definitely um <laughs> that's really cool i do remember that that time when we we met i was like i think i was there with my mom and I was like, oh, my God, that's Charlie Demers. <laughs> <laughs> he snuck in without paying. No. no. <laughs> and then you came up and said hello. And I was like, he's talking to me. Oh, my God. I was it was it was such an amazing day. And it was just it was it was so great that um, I, I just and anything that that um drew any attention to the fact of of this this like this incredible figure who was in yeah. this this city and i i just um yeah you know there's always the uh vancouver is 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 you know always kind of seen in some ways on the outside looking in onto black history or black politics and i think over the poor over the course of this last year, there's there's been more and more mainstream conversation about um, about um, Black Vancouver and and the way that mm -hmm. Vancouver plugs into um, not only its own history but but you know an international um, uh, you know global history of 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 the Black diaspora. But I I just um, yeah, it it's it 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 always struck me as incredible that this that this like lodestar of of mm -hmm. of history was sitting in, but then you know the, it was also the same thing with uh, you know Nora and Jimi Hendrix and 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 all these kind of stories of about um, people who uh, you know were so much a part of the fabric of the city, but who were never really kind of either in the city's conception of itself or um, in the conception of, um, you know, the city that, uh, that the outsiders had. Yeah, I mean, that's a very common story. I mean, of, of, of only hearing, you know, the voices of certain 
folks and mm -hmm. of certain communities like um you know there's a lot of uh history in this in this town and uh i feel like we're just discovering each other's stories um which is great and uh but it, yeah it's I, I mean it's really interesting it's like you know why don't we know yeah why don't we know this why 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 isn't this important or why hasn't this like you know been made important or why doesn't why is i don't know why why have these voices you know been silenced or not invited to the conversation um well like i mentioned and, in vancouver yeah. special in 2009 like the, like growing up i had heard joe fortes's name 10 million times right like you go to the West End, everything's named after, you know, the Joe Fortes Library, Joe Fortes. I had never seen a picture of him. No one told me that Joe Fortes was black. I didn't know that until I was like in my mid twenties. <laughs> right, and I know. He was this guy who was, you know, this this central part of the city's like story of, of one of its, you know, kind of neighborhoods. Um, and, and then you go back and there's, you know, uh, you know, Ethel Wilson has, you know, a short story about, um, about uh, uh, um, Joe Fortes and 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 you know it's it's not like people weren't talking about uh, Joe Fortes uh, uh, and his blackness, but by the time I, you and I were growing up, it was like here's a name. There's mm -hmm. no face to go along with it. There's no um, uh, you know in in. I just thought city. it was a restaurant. Like really, <laughs> yeah. You know, like totally, totally serious. Like it's like oh, it was a restaurant, and then it's like oh, wait a second. Oh, it's like a historic Vancouverite. Oh, he was like a person of color. Wow. And I'm like, and they only gave him a restaurant? What? <laughs> yeah. And clams. <laughs> we honor you with clams. The, our highest honor, the highest honor of, uh, uh, of uh, affordable in Vancouver, shellfish. Is chowder. <laughs> I, uh, this is the other thing, this is one of the other reasons that I feel like you and I just uh, hit it <laughs> off immediately was that like Vancouver, the Vancouverismo uh, that just kind of runs through you. And I, I um, yeah, man, because uh, it is like, you know, and, and one of the things I love about Vancouver is that it, it is a city made up of people from all over the place. That, that's one of the great things about Vancouver. And I, and mm -hmm. I feel like there's that that feeling of um, you know, w without being Pollyanna about it and, and understanding that there are certain um, ways in which this fact is also uh, rendered in a kind of hierarchy as well. And I don't want to be, um, uh, you know, uh, ignorant of that, but, but I, I do feel like there's a feeling that like you, you can be a Vancouverite if you're from away, like you don't have to have been born here. You don't have to have been, you know, we, we want people to join the team um mm -hmm. unlike some some towns where it's like you know three generations later you're still you know the guys from out of town um <laughs> yeah yeah totally but there is that feeling of uh you know you, when you meet someone who's who's really from here born like, and raised yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's 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 rare and and there's that uh and i and i tell josephine josephine who is a, a fifth generation vancouverite wow uh just never to take her city for granted and and just always to uh just to know that like where we live is is a real place and you know that the action is not all someplace else which is what i always grew up thinking and, and i don't really think i understood until i was an adult that i really lived in my home like i wasn't mm -hmm. just in some holding pen as i waited to to go to some real his real city that had real history or, or real things going on. Yeah, I, I think so. I really just, um, you know, I'm first generation Canadian and first generation Vancouverite. And uh, um, it feels like, you know, growing up, it was like the, the Vancouver was still being formed. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I just resonate so much with um, the feeling of opportunity and just this feeling of like, I feel like everything was new. 
in terms of like there were so many new families who have come to Canada. Um, you know, there was a time where there was a lot of, um, you know, Vietnamese ref refugees coming to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of, you know, people leaving Hong Kong, um, you know, in in uh, preparation for, you know, the Hong Kong 97. Yeah. Um, and so it just felt like there was just like this, like everyone was new, everyone was hustling, everyone was trying to make it. Everyone, there was like, I felt like I knew my neighbors, you know, it was just this sense of like opportunity and that we're all in it together and we're trying really hard. Um, I don't know. And something about that is, was really comforting and, uh, cool. Like I felt I could automatically, I could, sh I had something to, to some kind of connection with, you know, other kids my age it was like, Hey man, like your, your mom works two jobs too. Yeah. Mine, my mom works two jobs too. Yeah. Like, cool. Uh, let's go play in the park and like, let's go ride bikes until our moms come home. You know, like it's just, yeah. you know, there was so much we could, we understood the hustle yeah, and our role in it as children. I, I, you know, this is the, the, the incredible thing this year again has been the reminder of like what kids can um, accommodate themselves to like just how they can like the, the toughness that's in some kids and uh, that's in most kids, but, but, but then also, um, you know, the, 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 the fragility that's, that's underneath that. I mean, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a, I don't, I don't know exactly how to, how to describe it, that there's, there's just, there's, there's nothing quite like a kid in the sense of something that can, can be put through so much and, and then can be so easily broken from an unexpected <laughs> angle. And, yeah. and uh, you just, um, I, but, but what you just described, I, you know, I think about my, my daughter's, uh, um, you know, I think about Josephine's, um, her, her Zoom birthday party at the beginning of January. And just what you described is like, you know, it's, it's the new version of that, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a bunch of kids uh, from, you know, just, you know, every possible you know, cultural background that you can imagine. That was one thing that I was worried about when we sent her to the Francophone school. I was like, you know, is it just going to be, um, you know, a bunch of French Canadian kids? And then that's all mm. she could, you know, this is like, it couldn't have been a, you know, more off base uh, worry, you know, in, in terms of that, like, it's just, and then she's, she's in that version of the city, which, which, which is very much what I, experienced growing up as well and 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 wanted for her and and um yeah just that that watching the way kids can you know the future of the city I and mean, I, I just realized i was basically working up to the children are our future as a thesis and so i managed to uh treat them well and let them lead the way <laughs> yeah i managed to stop myself uh before before i made myself puke but um there 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 is something about that in terms of like you know you really you really don't know what's coming for a city um uh, unless you know you know the way um the way that the kids who are going to at schools are 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 getting along with each other yeah and, true true and and uh yeah I, it's uh, in, in some ways i feel like um, for those of us, you know, going to school in the eighties and nineties, you know, in this town and, you know, for me in the, in the, in the suburbs of it, like, um, there were some of the, there were some of the worries about what was coming for Vancouver in, in, in those times, but also a lot of the really good as well. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, anyway, I, I, I feel like I say this every week. Um, uh, but, but I just feel like I could stay on the line with you forever, but I, I, uh, it's so great talking to you, Don. Uh, where, where can people um, go to hear your voice? We we did this show last summer, and everyone from my life uh, who I was hoping would would compliment me on the job I did uh, <laughs> refused to talk about anything but how beautiful you sounded. Um, oh not God. that I could blame them. Where can they? They can go to donpemberton.ca. Um, they can get your uh, they can get your album. Uh, tell them where to find it. You can find my music at, you know, all the places you get music. So Spotify, 
iTunes, Apple Music, um, uh, Bandcamp. Um, if you go to um, Do Right Record, Do Right Music, you can get it there. DonPemberton.ca, Columbia House Publishing. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Um. <laughs> Just make sure to get it. The system works as long as you remember to count, cancel after you get the first few CDs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I have, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to have some shows coming up with uh, K-Meek Theater doing like a tribute to Stevie Wonder. Um, and I believe I'm hoping that, that they'll be able to live stream that. Uh, if not, it'll be postponed um, for, another time when we can be be together in the same room um and then i have some exciting news let's hear it um i i just thought you like thematically couldn't have been more on point with the almond obama stuff at the beginning and then the stevie wonder (laughs) stuff at the end um because i feel like they the obamas have really gone a long way towards branding themselves as the stevie wonder couple um it's true do you know that stevie wonder is moving to uh He's he's I think he's moving to Ghana. What? Yeah. Really? Stevie Wonder is out. He's like, America, I've had enough of you. Oh man, that is depressing. If once Stevie Wonder loses hope in you, I feel like you are (laughs) there's just something especially uh uh, ooh yikes. Um I mean I don't blame him. I'm like go ahead, Stevie, like yeah, you want to live your life, and you want your children to f- to feel free and great. Yeah, um, do it to it, you know. And it's like a very common theme for so many uh, Black American artists to leave because yeah of the hatred and the racism. So, you know, Ooh. I never thought it would be Stevie, no. but wow. hey, man, it's crazy. Wow, um, it's crazy. That, was that that was not the, the was that the news? No. Okay. It's like I have some special news. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie Wonder, Wonder is. I have some news that Stevie Wonder has asked me to break. <laughs> it's like you know when you're like teaching like you don't know if you've been in like around a bunch of kids and they're like they're like dying to tell you something like oh, and they're like and you're like yes, Gary, what do you have to share? And and he's like um um. Um, today, like my dad, um, he like made pancakes and you're like, sweet, Gary, I love pancakes. Thank you for sharing. Um, (laughs) Stories need a beginning, middle and end in for future reference. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So my news, people are probably like screaming at their devices being like, tell us what's happening. Shut up. Um, (laughs) is that I, I have a radio show. (gasps) What? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it is it's for the BBC, clearly. It is, yeah. Maybe I say one. No, um, it's um <laughs> it's for CKUA radio, CK CKUA network, uh, based in Alberta. And uh it's a great fun radio station. You know, they play tons of great music. I have a music show called Get on the Good Foot, um, Saturday afternoons. Uh, from two to three mountain time. So one to two West coast time, just, you know, playing my favorite songs that make your, your booty move and, uh, and celebrating black music. Dawn, I am agog over here. I can't, I, I'm, <laughs> I, my, my, uh, uh, jaw has dropped. This is wonderful news. We totally Thanks. buried the lead. I did. Surprise. <laughs> I'm having a baby. It's a radio show. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> I'm registered uh, at Bed Bath and Beyond. Antenna. Um, yeah, and you can listen online. You don't have to be in Alberta to listen. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, I've always wanted to do something like this. So it's it's going to be super fun. So where can For people show go to hear is, this if they're, if, they're, if they're not in Alberta? If you're not in Alberta, you can tune in uh, via the website. If you go to ckua.com and uh and go down to the bottom and it will say like schedule and shows and you'll find the show there but you know if you just tune in at like one o'clock on saturday you will hear me and i 
Like I'm being blessed by the radio gods because, you know, Saturday is like an amazing lineup of hosts. Yeah. And there's greats, you know, there's like Terry David Mulligan, Holger Peterson. Like I've, you know, I'm, I'm in this, uh, um, you know, I gotta, I gotta like make sure I'm up my game and keep my show tight so that, you know, uh, the big dogs don't, don't kick me off, off their Oh team. my gosh. This is, this is, inc- <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled. This is amazing Thanks, friend. news. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. You should, the listener should be excited. This is, uh, <laughs> this is very exciting. That's I'm only going to play my music. Just kidding. I, I, <laughs> yes. This is the, uh, you'd be like one of those professors that uh, assigns their own textbook. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and this is, uh, oh, that's, this is outstanding. I'm so glad we didn't end on, uh, Stevie Wonder's exile. Uh, this is so much happier than that. Uh, thank you. I, I uh, oh my goodness. Okay, so your instructions are to go to donpemberton.ca uh, or to ckua.com or uh, you said .com, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, or if you're in Alberta, tune in to CKUA uh, uh, Saturdays at one uh, p.m. If you're in Vancouver, two p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so exciting. Don, thank you very much for coming on the show. I cannot wait uh, till um, we are in a safely huggable future. I know. It's going to be great. I have a song for you, Charlie. What is happening? <laughs> this is... <gasps> From coast to coast, you are the most a man who's moving to Ghana. Just kidding. <laughs> Here's another song for you. <laughs> the production values on this podcast have left. <laughs> ready? Here it goes. Ready. A hard pain a chance don't frown don't pull them down hard pants very nice that's it that's all i got <laughs> give them a chance oh my god they keep oh. you honest they keep you honest uh, yeah you're the you're, you're the goddamn best Don i'm Pemberton. the goddamn most ridiculous person that's uh, really I love it is. Bits. thank you so much for coming on and, thanks friend uh, we will have to do it again <laughs> congratulations on the new show thank you and uh hard pants. oh yeah keep that's your pants that. hard oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm experimenting with sign-offs i don't think yeah. that, i don't think i'll stick with that one <laughs> but we'll find one one day <laughs> okay thanks don <laughs> Thanks, Charlie.